Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sports book app. All right. With Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. Arizona will be playing Nichols tomorrow. Not Nichols State, Nichols. And Arizona basketball is here, Jason. Let's talk about it. Um, well, let's talk about the game first and then the overall strategy. Nichols is a team that really likes to pressure. And honestly, I think Tommy Lloyd's going to be more than okay with that. Yeah, it was interesting. We Tommy Lloyd is basically he said this isn't a normal opener. Like their style of play is not an easy style of play to go against. They're going to pressure a lot. Uh, they go at tempo, and so you know I'm not preparing people for an upset. That's not happening. Arizona's going to win, but um, Nichols is not bad. They're picked to finish first in their conference. They have success in the past, and it, it, it's going to be there's at least some intrigue to this game. I'm excited to see, too, especially the Arizona ball handling position, because I think we know that for the uh, Kirk Creesa and uh, Courtney Ramey are going to be handling the ball, you know, the overwhelming majority of the season. As a tune-up, this is actually kind of a fun game in that regard. Yeah, remember, Courtney Ramey's not playing. so mm-hmm. Right, that's the thing. So it is a high-pressure defense, and, you know, Arizona's starting Cedric Henderson, but you know, Kylan Boswell may have to play more than Arizona wants him. And even so, a freshman in that environment against a high-pressure defensive team. Um, again, like there's some intrigue there, and, and I'm curious to see how that goes. I'm curious to see, too. I like Cedric Henderson a lot. I think Henderson is the player that's going to really surprise some people. Again, I don't think he's going to be an all-conference guy, but I think he's going to be able to consistently put up an eight-point four rebound, three assists type performance out there. Maybe not that many assists with good defense, but this also means in this game, the Pella Larson is going to have to handle the ball a little bit more. And one thing last year, you know, and Pella certainly got better. My bad Pella hashtag movement that's taking over the world. But um, one thing he he struggled with last year was when he handled, had to handle the ball, he generally turned it over or turned it over a high percentage of the time. I think this new Pella, this is going to be an interesting uh, test for him right out the bat. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I don't think he's a bad ball handler, and and I think that he's able to be more aggressive. But um, for sure, I mean, every game you can pretty much make the argument he's going to have the ball in his hands more than he did last season. Uh, I mean, right. they need him to. Tommy Lloyd has been adamant that he needs to get the confidence to do that. And, and so I'm really curious to to basically just see, you know, now that the games count, even though you know it's a he's playing against guys he's better than, what does that new look Pella Larson look like? There's a lot of people on your board that got upset when he wasn't listed as an NBA prospect for this coming draft. Do you view him as a guy that could be drafted in next year's uh, NBA draft in the 2023 draft? I It's tough 
I mean, I, I think he could play a role in the NBA. I don't think he's like a high draft pick. I think some of the guys on, on that list, though, he's a better prospect then. I, right. I think that's probably where it came from. But I don't view him as a short NBA guy, but he's going to make money somewhere. I For mean, sure. It, 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 European basketball isn't viewed the same as it was years ago, where it's like, oh, you're just not very good. Like, there's good players in Europe making plenty of money. And at the very least, he's going to make a lot of money somewhere. I'm also going to be very curious to see Kirk Creesa in this game. And we talked about it. We've talked about it all off season. It's going to be interesting. He's got to be able to, uh, again, I've thought that he needs to be able to shoot about 40% from the field this year, uh, somewhere around 40% from three. Obviously he was over three in their last game. But again, you made an interesting point where you said it looked like somebody told him, Hey, you're going to be able to get your shots when you want. Let's try to get some other people involved. So I don't take a lot from that previous game either. Yeah, I asked Tommy in a, in a Sunday presser, I said, is, you know, is Kerr still filling out other people? Like he he wasn't, you know, he only took three shots. And Tommy said, no, like they had a very serious conversation right. where he told Kerr, you need to be more aggressive. And he doesn't want, he put it in a good way. He said he doesn't want Kerr waiting for the others to reach, you know, it, he wants Kerr to play at a high level and then the others have to reach him. And, and so, you know, I would expect to see a more aggressive <laughs> Kerr Pisa in the season over yeah, and you know, honestly, that's why he's out there. Again, you know, he's not a great defender. He's an underrated playmaker, but he's got to be a guy that's got to be able to score the basketball. I mean, you know, that's, again, that's why he's out there. And uh, passing up open looks isn't why he's out there. Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's probably better than people think at running and initiating the offense and taking care of the ball and all that. But if he's not looking for a shot at all, there's other guys that can do that. I mean, one of his strengths is his ability to get going. You know, even when he struggles at a sh- as a shooter – we saw games last year where he went nuts from three and right. there's always that possibility. But if he's not shooting, then there isn't that possibility. And that takes away from his game considerably. All right. Let me tell you about four peaks real quick. Not the four peaks that people think about with Arizona basketball, which is taking over the nation, which we will get to in a minute. Four peaks, the official brew of PHNX. Great stuff going on there. Check out the Tempe location. They got watch, they got, you know, watch parties down there. They've got all kinds of good deals checking out. And the tap and bottle watch party, which we had a great, great show out uh, yesterday. Four Peaks there. A lot of Four Peaks was consumed there. So again, check it out. The Four Peaks Brewery. We're going to get to the other Four Peaks here in just a minute. But Again, Four Peaks Brewery, check it out. And more furniture, morfurniture.com has totally revamped the PHNX studios. They make it easy for you to go in there and get stylish things because everybody out there wants stylish things. morfurniture.com, again, check it out. Um, All kinds of great deals going on and they'll make your interior look really good. All right, now, speaking of the Four Peaks, which is a term that some people are uh, running with now with the uh, Arizona basketball team. Julius Tabellis, Umar Ballo, Henry Vasar, and Dylan Anderson. Every single game, especially against teams like Nichols, I expect them to be able to dominate up there because that's where Arizona's advantage is going into pretty much every game is the four peaks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not going to be a thing. I refuse. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Nichols isn't a big team. Um, you know, they, they have – some size, I guess, but it's your most teams Arizona faces aren't going to have Arizona size. This is a game where, uh, you know, there's blowout potential because if Nichols isn't going to rebound the ball and, and if they're not hitting, um, Arizona is going to dominate the glass, should dominate the pain. And, and this is one of those games where if you know Arizona is really good at something, which in this case is, you know, interior, you want to see them go out and dominate this team and and pretty much show what their strength is. 
one thing that we've talked about a lot is the quiet confidence of the Tommy Gunn, Tommy Lloyd. And the thing that uh, – when you watch him out there, he's an interesting guy because there's really no – he comes across as kind of off shucks, you know, how we're going to be good. But everything he said has turned out to pretty much be true. And when you watch him again, every time you watch him, you can tell there's kind of this sneaky look on him where he knows that we're ranked 17, but I don't feel that there's a lot of rosters in the country that he would trade right now. I really don't. Yeah, Tommy doesn't BS. That's the one thing I appreciate with him. He, he's not going to, you know, if, if he thinks they're going to be good, he'll say, yeah, we're going to be good. And a lot of coaches wouldn't do that. They'll say, oh, we're working through things, whatever. But when Tommy says that, hey, I, I think we have a pretty good team, um, then then Arizona has a, a pretty good team. And I don't think he cares that they're 17th. Uh, you know, it, it's similar to last year, you know, where they kind of like, you know, you're waiting. You're like, oh, Michigan, that's going to be a tough game. And then they blow out Michigan. You're right, like, right. Okay, this right. team's pretty good. And so I, I think it's going to be one of those situations where we're going to find out a lot more about this team in Maui. But no matter what happens then, you could tell that by the end of the season, Tommy Lloyd thinks that he's going to have a really good basketball team. And this is a good uh, this is a good test run again for Maui because, like you said, Arizona's not going to have Courtney Ramey. But you look at some of the teams that they could play against Maui, and these are going to be some pressure teams. I know you don't like Eric Musselman at all. You think he's a terrible coach. I actually think he's a good coach. But he runs an up. He runs a style that is going to get up and down. And, you know, that's what he's, that's what he's going to do. And you've got other teams in the tournament like that as well. So I think, I think Tommy Lloyd is right about this, that this isn't your normal opener. And again, if Nichols was to be in the NCAA tournament this year, I don't think anybody would, uh, I don't think anybody would be surprised. I mean, they're favorite to, to win yeah. the South one again, they were in right. it, you know, and, and they are the best team in that conference. And people always say like, you know, Sean Miller did this too. And, and that's why the scheduling numbers always kind of fooled the system. And Arizona's uh-huh. doing a little bit too. Nickel State is a team that Arizona should blow out. Right. But at the end of the day, they're a team that's going to go to the NCAA tournament and beat everyone in conference. So it's going to look like a much better win at the end of the year. And right. So, you know, Nichols isn't a bad team. It's not on Arizona's level. And that's how you kind of gain points in the system. But, you know, it's stylistically, it's actually an interesting matchup because they deny a lot, they really guard you. Um, you know, they don't play gap defense. They go and they get in your face and, and it's going to be, you know, Tommy Lloyd said it's going to be a, a, a legit challenge. It's a heck of a first of the ge- first game for guys like Boswell, Vesar, et cetera. Have I told you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX? Please tell me, Mike. All right. Here's the deal. A lot of people are confused about it. The new co- DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX. So you put down new customers can bet Five or bet five bucks on any NBA money line bet and get two hundred dollars if your team wins. That's simple, that easy. You can also boost your winnings up to one hundred percent with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. It's simple. Download DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX. The DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you are on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And they had Arizona as the uh, uh, as second uh, the second favorite to win the conference. What do you think is the best odds out of the top three right there? Arizona, Oregon, or UCLA? If you were on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Arizona's third. Arizona's second, but so out of the top three, I'd probably pick Arizona. I don't believe mm-hmm. it. I, like you got to think. You know, if UCLA is the favorite, I assume it's hard to you know. I, I don't tend to bet favorites unless it's it's obvious, and I don't think it's obvious. Correct. Um, you know, and I think Arizona's probably got a better chance than Oregon right now with injuries and all that. So I'd I'd probably put Arizona. 
And looking at how, and we're going to talk about this in a second. And oh, and again, Tap and Bottle, the official watch party of PHNX Wildcats. Great showing yesterday. Yes, Arizona football got trounced, but guess what? We're going to be doing this for Arizona basketball as well. Generally, the results are a little bit better for Arizona basketball than Arizona football. We're going to get to a little bit of Arizona football talk here in just a moment. But Four Peaks Brew on uh, tap there. Come check it out. Again, tap and bottle watch parties downtown, all kinds of good time. Hang out with like-minded U of A people and a lot of people down there that like Chase and Shear even. So we'll put it to you like that. I mean, as they as they should. Um, but, you know, looking at this team, though, like I said, I think this is pretty much a uh, – I think this is a top 15 team. But I do think after watching them, I think they have a little higher upside than I thought. I thought their upside was a little limited, a high floor, maybe a lower ceiling. But after watching them, it might take a little bit of time, but I think this team is really going to be a problem uh, as the season goes on. Yeah, I, I absolutely think that the product we see in the next few weeks will not be the product we see at the end of the season. I, I think this team will be, and I'm, I'm not preparing people like for a bunch of losses early in the season. I'm just saying that I think this team, once you know certain guys like Vesar and all that get comfortable, Arizona is going to be a much better team in March than it is in November. All right. Now we got to talk a little bit of Arizona football before we sign off right here. Um, this was the worst game of the season for Arizona. Maybe outside of Cal, this was the worst game of the season for Arizona. And there was a lot of questionable uh, uh, plays. First of all, we got to talk about the officiating. Granted, the officiating didn't cause Arizona the game, but on that touchdown at the pylon, what are you looking at? And then you reviewed it and you still came away saying that's not a touchdown. What are you looking at? I love Jed's answer because he he didn't he was like yeah we were confused too I've never heard of the finger touching the pylon before the ball the the rule has always been if you touch the pylon and knock it over and you're it's a touchdown like right that, like always I've never seen that called before and if man if that game was close and Arizona had it scored on that drive it, it would have been another black eye for the the officiating. And every single game, and even guys like Wilner and Canzano, who are the most stalwart Pac-12 supporters, are even bashing the officiating right now. It's just amateurish. And I get that in other conferences, there's bad calls that are made. But every single week, no matter what the game is, and especially with Arizona games, it inevitably is an official that's kind of shrugging their shoulders or putting their hands up like, I don't know what was just going on right there. It happens way too much here. The problem I have is I could I could always find a way to be okay with judgment calls like oh roughing the passer okay it wasn't a great call but it's a bang bang play. The problem I have is the operations play like that's a a, a clear line that that's a touchdown. Right. Uh, you know the the Washington a few weeks ago you know the pitch to Jonah Coleman that they didn't know. Right. Uh, you know it, it, it's just it. it the operations calls where it's just, it's a very clear, solid line about what a rule is and isn't. And the fact that Pac-12 refs didn't know it, like the, the way the half ended with the USC. Right. Like, like it's just, it's, it's. Insane. You start the clock before the balls even started. Right. I mean, I mean, it's, and you don't go back and fix it. It's just, those are the plays that I have an issue with because that is incompetence. That's not just a bad judgment call. All right. You and I are kind of on the same picture here now again, but probably won't happen, but we're still kind of on the same page here. Just as far as conference expansion real quick, and then we'll get to me again. It just, it's, it's very easy. It comes down to this, that the big 12 is a better athletic conference. And you know what? I'd like to see Arizona in a better athletic conference. And 
one thing that you put out there as well that's a little bit of a scheme, I think, by some people. Let's say that Amazon does get a deal with the Pac-12 and they get, say, $1 million more per school. There's a lot more that goes into that than just the 31 as opposed to the $32 million. And it's going to be fa- – because by all reports – Every school in the Big 12 is going to probably get somewhere in the up, upper to mid-50s when everything is done. I'm not sure that's the case with the Pac-12. Well, there's a couple of things. Like, First of all, if the Pac-12 gets a million dollar more, it could be on YouTube and they're going to run victory laps because right. people in the Big 12 is going to be more. Number one, there's visibility. Number two, let's say they make a million more. Is expansion not happening? Right. Because one of the reasons why they're making more is because they're at 10 schools. Right. So if they go to 11 schools, what's going to be the deal then? I mean, do they do they stay at 10? I mean, if they do, you're you're asking for it. If one school decides right. to leave or whatever. So, you know, to me, visibility, like we, we were talking the other day, Amazon eliminates the channel surfer, which is a big deal. Yes. Like last night, I went from the Arizona game to the LSU game to the baseball game to the Auburn right. game. And it was you can't do that half a second. Amazon, you can't like, and, and I understand it's only like a minute to load, but you can't just click the station. You got to wait for it to load all the time. And sometimes I do picture in picture and you can't do that with Amazon. And it takes away from the casual channel surfer, which, which is a thing. All right. Now again, uh, Oh, one time thing about game time. One thing I can tell Jason, uh, tell you about Jason Shear is that he's not a procrastinator. He generally gets to the game about four and a half hours early, sometimes five. I mean, he he's there and he's there early. Everybody can vouch for that. But let's say you're not Jason Shear and you are a procrastinator. And here's where it is. Game time helps you out. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy your tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there, not the Jason Shears of the world. And again, the best way to support us is by buying the link in the description. We've had many people on the post-game show talk about how they got their tickets last minute through game time. So again, check it out, game time. Now, Arizona's got a couple games left in the season. You went on Twitter and you said that you thought that they were going to beat Washington State. I back you on backing the A on that one. Believe it or not, and I know that Arizona does not look good right now, Arizona still has two more winnable games, in my opinion, here. Not saying they're going to win both of them, but if you were to sit here and say that Arizona had five wins at the end of the season, it wouldn't shock me. Mike, I told you, I told the people in the world, the people in the yeah, street, you called it. Arizona Washington would be close. Mm-hmm. And it was close. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, the UCLA game, I don't think they're going to beat UCLA. I think they're going to be in it for a large chunk of that game. And I think they're going to beat Washington State. All right, Jason, before we sign off, what's uh, what do you got going on? You always got good stuff going on on Wildcat Authority. What's going on? Yeah, so we're we're waiting until Black Friday, mm-hmm. which I realize is a couple of weeks away. But I'm telling you, our, our Black Friday is, is one of our biggest days of the year. We're doing a massive, massive deal. Um, so if you if, if money's the issue, wait until Black Friday, and then you have absolutely no excuse to sign up for Wildcat Authority. By the way, how excited are you to sit next to me at every U of A basketball game as well? Oh, are you going to, to this one? Oh. <laughs> I will be at this one. Yes, I did I am, miss the listen, last one. There is only one person in the entire media, this is true, that can stand Michael Luke sitting next to him in the press box in at games, and it's me. And it's Jason Shear. And you know what? And I can tell you, I'm not going to name the person, but he did say that we figured that you guys would be talking to each other across the room. So we figured that we might as well put you next to each other. So big shout out to that person right there, whoever he may be. And Shelby is yelling at me that we have a super deluxe podcast coming tonight. We're talking all sports. So she made sure I make sure we mentioned that. 
That's where you go. All right. For Jason Shear, for his better half, Shelby Shear, I'm Mike Luke. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.